Well, good morning. It is Thursday, July 1st, and um, today is uh, my son Ethan's birthday. It's also the, the one-year anniversary of my first podcast because I did this. Um, I remember I had to say happy birthday to Ethan last time. Now, I don't know if Ethan will be listening or not, but if you are, happy birthday, Ethan. Um, but uh, July 1st is you know the, now the first day of the second half of the year, and so it's kind of a uh, you know, um, halfway point. And just as we think about how much year has gone and how much we have left, it's just kind of a day to mark that, that halfway point. So now I feel like I'm babbling. So I'm going to stop babbling, <laughs> Michelle. And um, Thursday is our time that we just ask our guests to share something they're thankful with, uh, thankful for. So what's something that you're thankful for? Well, I've noticed when that question is asked, um, everybody lately has shared something that they're thankful for that um, is a little descriptive of their interests. Okay. So I am really thankful for books. I okay. love to read. And uh, ah. so I'm thankful for books, for literacy, for the eyes to see, the mind to comprehend, just the whole aspect of reading. Right. So what book are you reading right now? I actually just finished Ch uh, Chasing Shadows, uh, Lynn Austin's newest release. Are you familiar okay. with Lynn Austin? No, no. She is a Holland native, and she okay. writes very good Christian fiction. Okay. And this one's set in World War II in the Netherlands, so it's, uh, I love historical fiction okay. as well. So. Yeah. Um, so you're more of a fiction person? Yeah. Okay. Christian fiction. Christian. I like I like to read for enjoyment. There's not that much on TV that really draws my attention, right. but if I'm going to read, I like to be inspired or encouraged in my faith. So I do a lot yeah. of um, religious fiction. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. We, I'm reading a, um, a book by Ted Decker right now, which he um, does a lot of Christian fiction. It's kind of like Christian fiction slash fantasy and, um, but an uh, allegory and, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with any of his books. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Um, but right now the book that I'm reading, it's kind of about this character's journey, um, truly discovering who she is in, in Jesus. Now it takes place in a fictional future. So it's not Jesus, it's Justin. And it's, um, but it's just really showing um, the connection that the fear and love are opposites of each other and our love, uh, being loved by Jesus kind of can drive out that fear and fear controls our life so sure. much. And I'm not doing a good job of explaining <laughs> it all, but, but yeah, so it's, you know, that, that Christian themed uh, fantasy fiction yeah. is what I, what I enjoy too. So yeah. I cannot read like informational text. That's not me. And so um, <laughs> some people get geeked about that type of reading. That's not me. So you get enough of that at school. I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So goodness. Well, I'm thankful that you get to read. Do you find like the summer is a more, a more time for you to read or do you really, can I, you do it whenever? I, I usually read about a book a week. Okay. Wow. So. Okay. There you go. Well, good. You're wrong. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad that you have that opportunity to do that. So, well, let, let's jump into today's passage, 2 Corinthians uh, 12. So, speaking of reading, Michelle, would you be willing to read that for us? I will. Beginning in verse 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, 
because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what stands out to you, Steve, in that passage? Yeah. Um, well, thank you for reading that for us. And, um, I, you know, this is, I think, a, probably a familiar passage for most people, um, especially the, the end part of it. Um, I, I guess I'm a little bit, um, I don't know if confused is the right word, but I thought it was an interesting choice that um, Paul is telling this story about himself, but in mm -hmm. third person. So, you know, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up. Um, uh, now, I did read a, another translation, and in that translation, that version, it, he's referring to himself. But mm -hmm. just, you know, this this passage is about him um, not boasting, although he'd have reason to boast because of his experience, but he still, you know, speaks in third person. So um, it, Paul tends to be a person who has a lot that he could boast about. In a different passage, he talks about, hey, before I knew Jesus, I was um, you know, a Pharisee of all Pharisees. I was learned in the way and I knew everything. And you know, so he said, I could boast of being just a perfect Jew. Um, and now he's saying, I could boast about this experience I had 14 years ago where I it was revealed to me things that um, people don't normally see. Um, and, and he said, yeah, but I'm, I'm not boasting. Um, because that would draw attention away from the mm -hmm. real, the real mm -hmm. thing. And so, um, and it's really actually, um, it's through my weaknesses, um, through our weaknesses that Christ is glorified, that his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Um, so that that's again, him, him saying, like I could boast, but I'm not going to, mm -hmm. um, because that's not the real point here. Um, although it is interesting, he, he says that I've been given this thorn in my flesh so that I, I can't boast. I'm wondering if that's, you know, because he, if he didn't have that, he maybe he would boast a little bit. I don't know. But, you know, he says, I'm not going to boast big debt. I've been given this. But, um, but again, so just that message of, hey, it's not about us or who we are. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier about, you know, to be a prophet. It's not all these other things. It's just, mm -hmm. are you obedient? And so, you know, Paul has given us that example of, um, you know, not focusing on the things that could, that, that could make me great. Mm -hmm. but focusing on my weaknesses because that's where God is um, glorified. So mm -hmm. that was my initial thoughts. What about you? What? I had a number of things that kind of stood out. The first thing, I don't know if anybody else reading this um, tripped up on that, but uh, when it refers to being caught up into the third heaven, um, I thought, okay, well, what's the first heaven? What's yeah. the second heaven? Mm -hmm. So I did a little research on that. And although the Bible doesn't specifically mention a first or a second heaven, one of the commentaries I read uh, said the first heaven refers to the atmosphere or the air that we breathe. Um, it comes from the word um, oranos, which means air. It's a Greek word. 
And that word for air is also translated as heaven. And in James 5.18, Elijah prayed again, and the heavens gave the rain and the earth produced fruit. And that's kind of where he was taken from the atmosphere. And then the second heaven, he said, kind of could refer to outer space, including okay. the sun, moon, and stars. Sure. And in Matthew 24.29, it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And um, so that this this third heaven refers to as the dwelling place of God. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I, I also looked up a, a few notes on the thorn that Paul refers to and some some people think that he could have picked up malaria along oh, okay. the way, and he just wasn't cured of that. Or, um, yeah, it could be um, epilepsy or, or some. there were a couple other things that they described that could be something that just he wasn't being healed from. So I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah. too. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we can all at some time in our lives become prone to illnesses or accidents and injuries and ask for God's healing touch. And sometimes he just doesn't choose to give us the healing we, we look for. And um, we have a choice at that time to become bitter or become better. Yeah. Oh, I like that bitter or better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was interesting because I also kind of looked at what what is this thorn because I've heard about that for mm -hmm. years and and one of the things there was like it might not necessarily be a physical mm -hmm. uh, impairment um, because it talks about how um, let's see if I can find it um, about a messenger oh is a messenger from Satan so he there's given me a thorn in my flesh a messenger from Satan and so one interpretation is not necessarily a physical ailment but literal you know demonic mm. oppression or physical people who were speaking against him kind of standing in his way so whether i think whether it's a physical thing like epilepsy mm -hmm. and malaria or people standing in his way his message was being blocked somehow right um and it was not being able to be expressed the way he wanted to and so it, it makes sense that he'd pray that God would take it away from him, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, God chose not to. Again, I think to um, illustrate the idea of of being, you know, our weakness is what God works through. Mm -hmm. That His His greatness is strength. Because if we could say, "Hey, we can do all these things without Jesus," then what's the point of Jesus, right? right? You know, and right. as we're saying, but one one thing I, um, you know, when you talked about the third heaven, I saw that too, that idea of something outside of of our earthly perception. And that reminded me, uh, I did a very poor job of uh, explaining this book I'm reading, but as you read that, it reminded me of this one thing that the main character is talking to, in essence, a prophet and trying to describe kind of who God is or his kingdom. And, and they talk about, imagine a bird that is um, born in a room and that, and that's all the bird knows is just this room. And then at one point in time, a window opens and the bird flies out. And now the bird realizes, wow, there's this whole world beyond what I knew. Um, and they use that as an analogy of what heaven is like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're we're trapped in kind of our earthly bodies. And mm -hmm. we don't see this third heaven that Paul's talking about. Um, but there's so much more out there. Yeah. Um, 
so it's kind of neat that Paul was able to get a glimpse of that yeah. that third heaven. So um, as I also thought about this, you know, I think about the other characters we read about this week. So David um, was, uh, he was a shepherd. He wasn't this big, strong person. He wasn't who people thought of as a king. Um, Ezekiel was just a person and people listened to him or maybe they wouldn't, but God used both of them, both of them. Um, and so I also thought, you know, a practical thing, and this is a little plug for people that um, might be talking about this podcast. But one thing that, that um, when I, as I've talked to people, you and other people, hey, do you want to be a podcast? People often say, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I know the right things to say or, I, you know, I don't know if I have what it takes. And you definitely do, by the way. So, yeah, it's been fun hearing your insights. But, you know, um, God uses people who are not perfect, mm -hmm. whether it's for leading a nation like David, mm -hmm. whether it's bringing the good news to people who are lost like Ezekiel, mm -hmm. or whether it's us here talking to a microphone to people who might be hearing this. Um, it, it's just a good reminder that we don't have to have it all together. Right. We don't have to be um you know, these great speakers, or we don't have to know all the right words. Because as soon as we try to talk through what we think, that's when we get in our own way, right? right? And so, um, so if you're listening to this, and myself, or Dwight, or, you know, and Tommy, other people say, hey, be on the podcast. You can't say it. I can't do it. Because hey, <laughs> God is made perfect in our weakness. So there's a there's a little plug. So and it's not that bad, right, Michelle? This hasn't been that bad. It's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. Of course she has to say that right now. But um anyways. So yeah, again, just as I look at this, it's you know, here's a person, really, whether you're talking about his life before Jesus as a Pharisee of all Pharisees, or now as the leading you know, apostle of God's word, he could brag about anything in his life. Mm -hmm. And yet he's choosing to say, I'm, I'm not going to boast about that because it's not about me. It's yeah. about what Jesus can do through me. So, Well, the first, uh, first thing that happens when you start boasting about yourself is you mess up. So right. <laughs> it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. God never messes up. So you're good boasting about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, anything else before we wrap up, anything else that um, just you want to share from this or, you know, kind of a takeaway that maybe you want to encourage our listeners as a result of reading this, what's something that our listeners should be maybe considering or doing or thinking? I think just uh, embrace God's grace when yeah. he doesn't uh, work the way we want him to work in our lives, because okay. maybe he has a platform for you. You know, I, I think of... Um, we have a daughter who had some difficulties after giving birth, and uh, we prayed for healing, and that healing didn't come. And I don't know if you remember the story. She had heart failure and uh, had to live on an LVAD for a year, and we continued to pray for that heart to recover, and it never did. And then she had to have a heart transplant. And so it just, you know, even today, even though she has a heart, um, her life is not the same. There's there's always medical um, procedures and tests and, and blood draws and hands full of pills every day. And yet, even though God didn't heal her at the time of her giving birth, she has had such a platform mm, yeah. you know, to, to tell others how God has been her strength through it all. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, um, I remember telling her in the hospital, 
uh, when she was going through this, you know, and, and you know, all kind of sit around and say, why? Right. I mean, right. We, we just do. And uh, I says, you know, God's chosen this path for you yeah. and, and he's chosen you to do this for him. And, and if we can look at those difficulties as being chosen to represent God over this platform that we've been given, I, I think we can um, we can get on top of it, so to speak, yeah, and, and be a real witness for him. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think it's it's easy just to make comments like, "Oh, yeah, you know, God has a plan for things." But when you have experienced that mm -hmm. in your own life or through your daughter's life, and then people listening can hear, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's she's not just saying that." She lived that. I think mm -hmm. that's very powerful. So, so maybe that's an encouragement um, to our listeners that you might be in the middle of, of praying for something to be taken away. And like Paul, it isn't. Um, so don't be discouraged in that. Um, and again, that's easy for us to say, but um, to trust that God has something that will come from that. And we might not know what that is mm -hmm. for years. You know, we talked about earlier this week how David was anointed when he was 14, 15, but he didn't become king until he's 30. So that, that was a long time to wait. So what you're going through now, remember, God's grace is sufficient. And um, through our weakness, his power is, is magnified. And so that's something that we can we can rest in. So while I'm looking at our timer and we are over our limits. So um, Michelle, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing those thoughts. So as you go throughout your day, just be trusting that um, God has given you what you are dealing with now for his purpose and his glory. And so we might not see that, but it will be for his glory. So thank you very much. And may God bless you today and all that you do.